You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, where we offer you podcasts of the supernatural and the unexplained. Get ready now for Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. You know the expression, if things seem too good to be true, they probably are. Well, today I want to talk to you about physical mediumship and hear some words from Dr. Jan Vanderzandy, who's a physicist, professor, and Wall Street analyst for over 30 years. He has described in detail evidence for life after death in his own book, Life After Death, some of the best evidence. He has experienced extraordinary phenomena. Now, I know in the past, I have told you about Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote Sherlock Holmes, and he gave up Sherlock Holmes when he realized the reality of physical mediumship. These are people becoming real again through a substance called ectoplasm. Now, if you're new to this show, you might have the hairs on the back of your head standing up like, what am I listening to right now? This seems a little bit crazy. And I have to tell you, in my 25 years of investigating, this was the last area. And I was kind of afraid to explore it because I really thought it sounds crazy, absolutely crazy. And it wasn't until I had my own experiences, which I haven't told you about just yet, but having my experiences has totally transformed my whole view of reality. And even talking about those terms, seances and ectoplasm, there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out soon. And you know, that green slimy stuff they called ectoplasm. Well, Dan Aykroyd, who wrote the movie Ghostbusters and starred in it, comes from a long line of spiritualists. And after his great grandfather died, Dan's own dad found a chest filled with journals about all the seances that were had, all the doctors and scientists who had attended them and the people that would become real again in the darkness. So I think it's a good story to listen to and hearing from this physicist, I think is just what we need today. So Jan, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here, Sandra, and thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Where are you coming to us today from, Jan? I'm based outside of Los Angeles where I've lived for 35 years now. Very nice. And uh, But well, my experiences started back in the 1970s, back in South Africa, and I'll go and talk to you about that in detail. Yeah, I'll have you just start sharing your story because it's a different kind of um, take on mediumship. Let me first quickly 
give a little definitions for your listeners. Okay. When we talk about mediums or psychics, there are two different types of psychics or two different types of mediums. The, the simple ones are called mental mediums. These are also called channelers, and these people act as an intermediary between the spirit world and the physical world, and they will give messages. Nowadays, very few of them go into trance. Most of them are wide awake, and they will tell you, I hear this, or I hear that, or I see this. You can watch TV, you can watch, see the Long Island Medium, James from Prague, and many others who perform you know, on TV, you can see it. These are called mental mediums. They are very common. There are lots of them. Mm -hmm. And I've sat with many, many of them, and I'm sure you have too, Sandra. And they either go from very poor to very good. Uh, none of them are 100%. But you know, some of them are good, and they give very good messages. And I'll mention some later. Then there are other types of mediums. And these are called physical mediums. And these are very rare. These mediums produce what they call physical phenomena. And that is what I'm going to be talking to you about today. You're going to say to me, Jan, we don't believe them. Mm -hmm. But I am going to tell you what I've experienced myself, what I've read, and the people I've spoken to. And I've spoken and met many, many mediums. And I was actually just talking to Sandra about some of the ones that she knows and many of the ones that I've met. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about these phenomena. I'm going to describe it describe them to you and hopefully afterwards you'll say hey there might be something to it and jan just interrupt a qu quick second if you could just i know I, I read it in your bio at the beginning just a little background as what your career has been because it just it helps to know that you're a reputable guy and you're a very smart man as well but what career field were you in i uh, am a physicist by training i have a phd in physics and i started I, was, I graduated from sophomore college, and I graduated from Cornell, where I got my master's, <clears throat> and then I went to South Africa, where I did my PhD on diamonds. You know, that's a natural place to go, mm -hmm. to do your, on the physical properties of diamonds. And that's where I met my wife, and I met her, and after three months, we were married. Wow. And actually, believe it or not, we were married for 45 years, and she passed away last year. Mm -hmm. She went to the spirit world. When I met her, we were both very interested in... Is there something to life? I mean, we were young. We were in our early 20s. Is there something more to life? What happens when we die? And for, for a 25-year-old, you know, normally you go out partying, drinking, and doing those things. No, we weren't. Well, we did a little bit of that. But we were also interested in what happens to you when you die. Yes. Is there something there? So what did we end up doing? We ended up going to some of the spiritualist churches in Johannesburg. This is in South Africa. It's still very British there. And in like in Britain, they have lots of spiritualist churches where on Sunday, there's a medium who does mental mediumship and he gives messages. So we went to some of those. Most of it were terrible, you know, terrible messages, nothing really true. But we met some other younger people and we decided to form a developmental circle. So my wife and I and about five other people in their 20s who were also interested in the subject, we sat, we met once a week in a developmental circle where we sit, and we hope that one of these sitters will develop into a medium. And one of them sort of did trance, where trance medium is where he sort of goes into sleep, and then somebody speaks through him. So one of the sitters became a trance medium, and uh, this was after several months of sitting. But he was so-so, and some of the messages were, you know, okay. 
You're talking about a, a sitting in a circle. Could you just tell us a little bit what you do in that circle? That's a good question because people, if you want to start it, you sit around, maybe five, six, seven of you, ideally. You sit there, you open with a prayer. You normally do it in the dark because it's easier for the spirit entities to take over. And then you sit there for an hour and you meditate. And what happens eventually, somebody will either get impressions or hopefully, that would be fantastic if somebody goes into trance. Hmm, okay. And they, and they go into a sort of a sleep and they start talking. Like Leslie Flint, a very famous medium, the first time he went to a developmental circle, he fell asleep. And he started talking already. So that it, that's extremely rare, but it happens. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do in a circle. You meditate for an hour. You do it every week at the same time. It can take frustratingly long before you get results. But if you do get them, they're unexpected and phenomenal. Yes. Okay. Thank anyway, you. so my wife and I sat with this group of people. At that time, we, we just moved from one apartment to another apartment after we were married. And we needed some pine furniture. And not, this is an interesting story. This is how I got involved. Now, across from the university in South Africa, where I was doing my PhD, there was a little pine furniture store. And not having a lot of money, being a student, and my wife you know, had a simple job, we went there and we looked for some pine furniture, pine tables, some pine chairs, and there was two elderly people owned the shop and uh, they helped us. So I sat down at one of these chairs, I said, boy, these are hard. This will really keep us awake when we sit in our little seance. And the store owner said to me, oh, you sit in seances? I said, yeah, I thought it was a big shot. I said, yeah, we sit in a developmental circle and we're developing a medium. She said, oh, that's interesting. She said, would you like to come to a seance? And my wife and I said, looked at her and said, of course we would. Her name was Sarah and her husband's Mickey. They were both in their 60s and they owned this shop. So two weeks later, we come to their house and two people there, one of the Two of the people there, one of them was Professor Allen. He was the professor of anatomy at the university Hmm. and his wife and two other people. So there were six of us and Mickey and Sarah. So we walk into this room where they take us, totally blackened out, the windows totally covered with black sheets. In the corner were two chairs with a, and you can pull a curtain in front of them. So they sit in the corner and a little bit in front of them is a curtain that pulls in front of them. And the, the door was also sealed. So when everybody sat down, there was a red light above us, and then one of the sitters turned the red light off, so we were sitting there in total darkness. And in front of this curtain, which was closed, that was in front of Mickey and Sarah, on the floor is something we call a trumpet. It's not the kind of trumpet, it's more like a megaphone. You know, you've seen these things at football games, yes. where these cheerleaders shout through these megaphones. But this is a small version of a megaphone. It's about a foot and a half high and about a diameter of about four inches at the bottom. Okay. But there was luminous paint on it, so you could clearly see it sitting there. Light gets turned out, we sit there, and after about, say, about two minutes, an entity starts speaking from sort of behind the curtain to the side of the curtain. And it's a voice of a young man starts talking to us. And he welcomes us for being there. It had an American accent, which Mickey and Sarah obviously weren't. They were South African with a very typical South African accent. He starts speaking to us, welcoming us, and hopes we enjoy the sitting. And he talks to the other people who he knows. And he uh, laughs a bit with them and makes some jokes. And his name was Brian. And he turned out to be, he was a young American who died early 1900s. And he was buried somewhere upstate New York which Professor Allen, when he was in the U.S., once confirmed. 
Then Brian said, okay, let things happen and start. So we said, oh, okay, we were wondering what would happen. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, this trumpet, this megaphone starts flying around the room. Like a bee does, flying all around up to the corners and came right in front of us, would tap us on the head, would tap us on the knee, and would do that to everybody, and would just fly around for several minutes. Didn't hit anything. And this was in pitch darkness. And all of a sudden, it stops right in the middle, right in front of that black curtain. It stops there, and an entity starts speaking through it. A lady called Mady, I remember very well, with a German accent, heavy German accent, started speaking to us. And she talked to sort of philosophy about the purpose of life and what we're doing in life and things like that. That was quite, quite fascinating. Sure. And, uh, I mean, we were dumbfounded. I mean, we, we'd never experienced this, of course. My first reaction is, it's fraud, but then you think about it. How the hell does this thing fly up to the ceiling, to the corners of the room in the pitch darkness without hitting anybody? You know, I thought it might have been Mickey doing holding it, but how does he do that? Jan, we have to take a quick break, and I'm very excited to hear what you're about to say next. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't go anywhere. There's more Shades of the Afterlife coming right up. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes 
and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com shades today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot shades. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are here with physicist Jan Vanderzandy talking about his first experience with physical mediumship. Jan, you were talking about the seance in South Africa, where different entities spoke and a trumpet flew around the room. What else happened? So uh, a few other entities came and spoke to us. And that was the first sitting we had with them. Professor Allen then said to me, Jan, he said, this is real. He'd been sitting with them for years, and he said, Jan, this is totally genuine. It's not them doing this. You can hear it in all the different voices that came and spoke to us, and then this trumpet flying around the room. I said, but how does this trumpet fly around the room? Right. He says, oh, well, that has to do with ectoplasm. And now we get into the real physical phenomena. Real physical phenomena are involved when we're dealing with ectoplasm. It's an interesting substance. It was actually called ectoplasm by, in 1905 by a professor, Richet, who was a professor in France, a professor of physics. He actually won the Nobel Prize. And it was actually analyzed, ectoplasm, by several famous scientists and, doc- and professors in 1913, 1916. And ectoplasm basically consists of what the body consists of, cells, nitrogen, oxygen, it consists of those kind of things. What it is, is it is a white substance, and I'll describe how you, to you how I saw it the first time. Sure. Because we became very good friends with Mickey and Sarah, and we ended up, by the way, sitting with them for eight years. Wow. Every time we sat with them, and in the beginning it was quite often, afterwards, when they were getting older, it became, it became less and less frequent. Mm-hmm. But every time we sat with them, by the way, this trumpet would fly around the room. Sarah would always go into trance, and his entity, Brian, would always talk to us. But one of the sittings, they said, Jen and my wife, Marlene, said, we're going to have a surprise for you. They invited one of their friends called Kitty Gordon. Kitty and Max were friends of theirs. They were, they were, she was already in her late 60s, early 70s. She used to be a materialization medium. And she had stopped because she was getting old and they'd been doing it for 30, 40 years. So they said, you know, she really stopped. But she agreed this one time to come and sit with us. So Mickey and Sarah would sit behind the curtain in the room. And this lady, Kitty, would sit next to them. And this time they turned the red light on. And then Kitty went into trance. And all of a sudden, this ectoplasm started pouring out of her nose. And it went down over her body, onto the floor, and was still attached to her nose, and just kept on pouring out of her nose, and it was on the floor. It looks like silky uh, cheesecloth. It is a fluid, because it was flowing. And when it was on the floor, uh, Sarah was in trance. Brian came out and said to one of the sitters, told him to pick it up, because you can only touch it when they tell you to. Mm-hmm. He told the, uh, one of the sitters to pick it up at a corner, to hold it up, and to walk across the room. There it was stretched 
about five feet high, all across the room, this sheet of white insectoplasm. And you could see it was all stretched and was still attached to her nose. And you could see all this, Jim? Oh, right in front of us, a few feet in front uh, of me. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. And I know. And it was, you know, four or five feet high, all the way to the ground. It was a big sheet. And then Brian said to that person, just let it drop. He dropped it and it dropped to the floor and then started coming all the way back into the nose of Kitty, the sitter, of the medium. So that was our first experience with ectoplasm. People might listen to me and say, you're nuts. No, I'm not nuts. I have degrees in physics, degrees in mathematics. I was a professor at Cornell. I was a professor at a university in South Africa. By the way, when I mentioned this to fellow professors, they thought I was a nutcase. Yeah, sure. But some of the people who have Nobel Prizes were physicists. Back in the early 1900s, 1930s, people whose professors of physics with Nobel Prizes believed in this because they'd been to seances, they'd experienced this. It is real. And the beauty is, it has been photographed. And it's originally, the, the first time it was photographed was back in about 1874, 1875. It was photographed by uh, Sir William Crookes, you know, a famous f- physics professor. He took a lot of photographs of ectoplasm. Photography was just new in those days. Mm-hmm. It was also photographed in the early 1900s by uh, this Baron von Schenk, a German, who uh, photographed who had 225 photographs of all different shapes and forms of ectoplasm. Most critics who see those photographs say, oh, it's nonsense, it's all fraud, oh, cheesecloth, it's all oh, yeah. everything. You know, I saw it come out of someone's nose, get stretched for six feet across the room, four feet high, and then when dropped on the ground by itself, it went back into her nose. Mm-hmm. You tell me how cheesecloth does that. And believe me, we saw it. My wife saw it. Everybody there saw it. It is real. Now coming back to my own experiences is because in my book, and I recommend if anybody's interested in the subject and you want to see photographs of ectoplasm that I will vouch for 100% because I know who took them, they're in my book. Mm-hmm. And like Sandra said, life after death, some of the best evidence, combined on Amazon, Kindle Amazon. The photographs are just worth the book alone. So I have vouched for these photographs 100% is because four of them, and especially the one on the front cover, were taken by Professor Allen, this professor of anatomy at the university. He took those four photographs, with, not with Mickey and Sarah. They did not produce ectoplasm in red light. And I must explain this to the listeners. Ectoplasm is very sensitive to light. White light has got more energy than red light. Red light has got a lower frequency, so less energy. So some mediums can produce ectoplasm, like Kitty did when we saw it in red light. Mm -hmm. Some mediums cannot do that. And I'll talk about some later. And now it gets even stranger, but (laughs) more fascinating. Okay. And if you've ever seen this or experienced it, it will change your life is when this medium then goes into trance, and this was with Professor Allen, he sat with a medium in Johannesburg who Jack would not tell me his name. And the reason was he was a top executive in the insurance world in in Johannesburg, Mm -hmm. and he didn't want people to know that he was sitting in seances and producing materializations because a lot of people thought you're a nutcase then. He sat with this particular medium in Johannesburg six times, a young man in his 30s, the ectoplasm would come out of his nose and it would, for, first of all, form on his shoulder what they call a voice box. 
So you can see it. One of the photographs in the book shows a voice box. And I also show a photograph there of Jack Weber, very famous materialization medium, never proven to be fraudulent or anything. And Jack also, nice photograph similarly of a voice box on the shoulder of the medium. The voice box is used in what's called direct voice. This is what the spirit entities use sometimes to talk through. Either the medium is in trance and they will use the vocal cords of the medium or they will speak through what's called this voice box where they will use that voice box and put it over their spirit mouth so they can talk through it. Leslie Flint, who was a very famous direct voice medium, wouldn't even go into trance, he would be awake, but the voice box would form next to his body and entities would speak. And he would even speak to the people speaking through the voice box. Incredible, he was an incredible medium. And this voice box then is used by a spirit like Brian with Sarah, who would then, you could hear the voice, not from in the, behind the curtain, but next to the curtain, and he was using the voice box by the ectoplasm she produced. So this ectoplasm, that's the one purpose of it, to produce what's called a voice box, so spirit entities can use it to talk to us. Then I show a photograph there of this ectoplasm totally draping the medium. And that's exactly what I saw with Kitty, my wife and I saw with Kitty, this ectoplasm draped over the medium. But what happens next is where it gets unbelievable. Okay. This ectoplasm then forms, rolls onto the ground, and then starts rising into a solid form, like into a rod, and goes higher and higher, and eventually it forms a full human body. It forms a full body in white with draperies on it, with, uh, it, in my book shows it beautifully how it is draped in this white ectoplasm. It is a spirit entity that is materialized, they call it a materialization, that they've materialized in ectoplasm. And this, the incredible thing is, this entity then will walk around the room, talk to the sitters, and touch them. If, they were, if they're allowed, he will touch the sitters, or he will allow them to touch them. And these entities were photographed by Professor Allen. He photographed two full materializations during my book. He, he had a, a, a professional photographer with him. They used UV, uh, ultraviolet film, mm -hmm. and they filmed this in red light. And when you look at that photograph on my front cover, you can see on the ground there in the background, I don't know if you notice this, Sandra, a whole pile of ectoplasm lying there, an incredible amount. So you get this whole entity, which, by the way, is totally solid, speaking to you, and you get this ectoplasm, these draperies, folds, you know, draping down from the entity. Wow. It is just unbelievable. And they talk to you. Now, the most impressive example of a materialization medium, and I want to talk about him because there is no one else who's ever produced what he did, is called Alec Harris. I think you know about him. I've read the book that oh, was written by his, by his wife, wife, wife Louis Harris. It, it yeah, is Harris. just great. Now, now, you won't believe it, but my friend the Mickey and Sarah, the ones we sat with, mm -hmm. sat with Alec Harris and his wife. Oh, it's tremendous. They had sittings with them. So I got firsthand accounts of what happened at those seances. Mm -hmm. So what you read in the book there, because remember, Alec Harris was born in Wales, 
and he was giving demonstration in Wales. He, in the beginning, never believed it. I know. But he, he was then told to go and sit in a developmental circle or sit with his wife, and he would then go into trance and produce these materializations. Mm. And the incredible thing about Alec Harris was he would produce from 10 to 30 different materializations in one evening. And they would come, not at the same time, but one at a time. He would sit behind the curtain, the black curtain. The materialization would form, walk out, all in red light so everybody could see it. Very often, one of these materializations was a relative of one of the sitters in the circle who were invited to come and sit. Can you imagine one of your relatives appearing there in front of you? It hasn't happened to me, but I know parents that have had their children talk to them from beyond the veil. Let's take our next break, and when we come back, we'll find out more. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We are happy to announce that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached over 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows for free. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. Coast2coastam.com is where you want to be. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift. And danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. 
In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are here with Professor Jan Vanderzandy talking about physical mediumship. Jan, you're talking about Alec Harris. People would come from all over, wouldn't they, to sit with him? People would travel from all over England just try to get in and to experience this. And these were just, these were men, women, children. The one guy materialized, missing a leg. And his relative said, yes, that's my brother. He lost his leg in the war in Singapore, Second World War in Singapore. And, you know, they materialized like that. I believe even animals did. I think in the book animals, yeah. pet cat. Even one of David Thompson's sittings, a little dog appeared and ran up and jumped up and sat in someone's lap. Mm -hmm. So Alec Harris, what happened is their son moved to South Africa back in the 1950s and he got a job there. And they moved to Johannesburg, and that's where they met Mickey and Sarah. Because Mickey and Sarah were sitting with Kitty and Max, so they were all mediums. So they all sat with each other regularly, quite often. So Mickey told me these stories about Alec, just like you read in the book, about all these entities that materialized. Phenomenal. And one of the ones that Mickey told me the story, this Native American Indian materialized, but very tall guy, must... Mickey said he must have been six and a half feet tall, tall, really big guy. And he stood there in front of everybody in red light. And he said to Mickey, Mickey, I am your guide. And I forgot the name. I am your guide. Please come up in front of me. So Mickey walked up and there is this entity in ectoplasm in white talking to him with with a headdress and Indian dressing, American Indian dress. And he said to Mickey, hit me on the chest. So Mickey said, what? He said, yeah, hit me on the chest. So Mickey gently taps him on his chest. And the guy says, I said, hit me on the chest. So Mickey hit him a little bit harder. The guide again said, hit me hard. So Mickey said, okay. He took his hand and hit him as hard as he could. Nothing happened. Not a thing. The guy just took it totally. He said, thank you. And Mickey was just dumbfounded. There you have this materialization, which comes from this ectoplasm that pours out of someone's nose, Mm -hmm. solidifies into an entity that walks around the room. But it is always still attached to the medium. So this entity, even though it walks, it is still attached with ectoplasm on the ground that is attached to the materialization, is still attached either to the nose of the medium or the mouth. Sometimes it comes out of the ears or the solar plexus. So they are still attached to the medium. Interesting, and that's why in that photograph on my front cover of my book, you see all that ectoplasm next to the entity there, that's then attached to the medium. So Mickey told me these stories. One of their stories they also told me was that the spirit entity, sometimes they walk back into the cabinet, as they call it, or behind the black curtain, but other times they would sink into the floor and disappear. Now, you say to yourself, I don't believe that. But that's, Mickey says, Jan, I saw it with my own eyes. And I think you read about that if you read Alex's book. Yes. He sinks into the ground, one of these entities, and still talking. And he talks and talks and talks until his head is just sticking above the floor. You know, the only thing above the floor is his head. And he's still talking. And then his head disappears. 
Now, your listeners are going to say, this is nonsense. It isn't. The reason I talk so convincingly about it, because I've witnessed it myself, and I have talked to people who have seen these things, like Professor Allen, who mm-hmm. sort of the medium in Johannesburg, with Mickey and Sarah, who sort with Alec Harris. I saw the ectoplasm myself with um, Kitty. And another experience, which I just have to talk about, okay. these Christmas, the Christmas sittings. These are sittings that Mickey and Sarah had, because remember, they were getting older. They were not producing full materializations. It's a bit sad of entities like Alec Harris would. Mm-hmm. They weren't producing those kind of materializations. They were having the trumpet effect. We had people talk to us, lots of different guides, but they did produce materializations when we had Christmas sittings. They could just produce enough ectoplasm. What happened at these Christmas sitting was, 10 sitters were invited. My wife and I, we were invited two or three years in a row. And we had, everybody was told to bring a wrapped gift. So we had a wrapped gift, and my wife had bought a black doll because the gifts afterwards were given to African charities. Mm, very nice. So we bought this black doll she bought, wrapped it, never told Sarah or anybody what was in it, and we had to put the gifts in the middle of the circle. So Sarah and Mickey were sitting behind the black curtain. The trumpet, you know, this little megaphone was standing in front, and in front of that, we had lots of little toys that we had sitting in front of them. Little a toy drum, a toy whistle, a toy trumpet, a toy, uh, some of these little toys that you would rub around and have sparks and it would, I forgot what they call those, friction toys. Mm-hmm. There were some friction toys and they were all lying there. And all the presents, there were about 10 presents in the front there. So the lights are turned out and then firstly, Brian comes out. Of course, he talks to us through the uh, voice box and he talks to us and he, and he says hello to everybody and welcomes them there. And he gets to my wife, Marlene, and he says, oh, hello, Marlene. Thank you for the nice present. He says, you're going to have one of those next year, but it won't be that color. Oh. Now, this, was in the, this was in December. My wife had our daughter in November next year, so she wasn't expecting. But he said to her, you're going to have one of these next year but it won't be that color. And your present was wrapped. The doll was actually was totally wrapped. wrapped. And of course, no it's one, dark, right? It's dark. No one knew what Marlene said, had said nothing to anybody. That's so great. Isn't that incredible? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you call nice evidence. And so uh, next November, she had our daughter. Then when Brian finishes talking to everybody, okay, kids, he says, go ahead. And all of a sudden, you hear this noise of all these presents being unwrapped. You hear all this paper being torn apart. You know, we had no idea what was going on, you can imagine. And after a few minutes, the boxes were open, these kids were playing with the toys. Then, the little toys we'd put there, little drums, the whistles, they were sort of playing all these toys. They're playing with the drums, blowing the whistles, blowing the trumpets. You know, it was a hell of a racket. All at the same they time. Making, Many all children. at the same time. Yeah. So there were, there were numerous kids. Then they would walk around and pull on your pants. Huh. Like my wife had her hand lying hand out, and they would, a little hand would touch her hand. And uh, they told us not to grab or do anything. But if they came and touched us, we, would, we should just allow them. So we allowed them to touch us. By me, they were pulling on my pants. You could feel little hands pulling on your pants. And little hands would be touching everybody. Uh, just And then we, they had the friction toys. They were rubbing these friction toys with little sparks. 
with the little things you can actually see, little mm-hmm. materialization children there for a fraction of a second while they were using these friction toys. So we experienced this. I mean, we experienced this two or three years in a row. Oh, it's so un- incredible. It's an incredible experience. I mean, how can anybody call this fraud? Yeah, totally well, impossible. Jan, one of the reasons I feel so like it's now time for me to talk about this is I was at one of these Christmas seances and that is exactly what happened. And it blew my mind. And what's important to know, too, is when I saw the medium was strapped down to a chair, everybody was searched before going in just to really show this is not some fraudulent thing doing this. I mean, these mediums are very, very tested. And I, that's why it's like, we, we've got to talk about this. We need to bring this into the world. And, you know, one of the things, every time you say ectoplasm or seance, I cringe. And it's only because I've seen the Ghostbusters movies, <laughs> you know, with the green slime. Oh, and, that green slime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, we remember in times of, you know, in the books and the and the movies and things, hearing things about Houdini trying to reach his mother and they'd go to these seances and it it all sounds like a very creepy world and it wasn't one that I wanted to really talk about because I didn't want people to think I'm crazy, but it's not creepy. It's filled with love and fun and humor. Yeah, exactly. And what is the whole purpose? The whole purpose is to show people here on earth that death is not the end. No. That you're going to continue living. They're here to show and prove something to us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times little children, you know, come out, to, to their parents to show them, hey, we're still alive. We're still here. Yeah, we're still here. And we're around you all the time. So it is a, an experience filled with love. Mm. But the fact that like you experienced it, in, you did it in England, I, I think you did what you told me. Yes. I experienced it in South Africa, different continents, different times, but notice they have very similar kind of experiences. Mm-hmm. These are phenomenal. This is not fraud. Anybody who says to me, Fraud, to give you a good example, when I was a professor at Cornell, this was back in the early 1980s, they had invited Randy the Magician. I don't know if you'd ever no. heard of him. He's now retired. He used to be the big debunker of psychic phenomena. Okay. And he would go on TV shows and saying, it's all nonsense. I can do whatever they can do. You know, this is baloney. He was there. The professor of the department, they had invited him. They said, uh, was there anybody there in the department who wanted to speak to him? And I said, yeah, sure I did. So I took my photographs with me and showed it to him. I had a private meeting with him. He had one look. He says, ah, that's nonsense. That's fraud. I said, oh, can you do this? Oh, of course I can. Okay. I'll tie you to a chair in the dark. And I'll tie you with straps and everything, and you produce this. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll do it. So, you know, immediately backtracked. Of course. As soon as I challenged him that I would tie him to a chair, all of a sudden, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Well, we'll think about it, you know. But he's out there. Because why? He made a good living doing that. Mm-hmm. And then other people, when they hear about this, anybody your listeners who's going to hear about this, they're going to say, wait a minute, this is not possible. It is. The photographs are there to prove it. And also, I have some book photographs in my book from Minnie Harrison. I don't know if you heard of Minnie. Oh, I have heard. the book, Tom Harrison's book. I haven't Tom read Harrison. it yet. I, I know Tom. I've spoken to him. Okay. He had retired in, in Spain. He's now in the spirit world because I asked permission to use some of his photographs uh, in my book. Mm-hmm. So we got to be very friendly, and he loved it. He, he asked me to send me his, my photographs, to send them because 
he, he loved this, to see others have the same experiences. It was his mother who produced full materializations in their room, in their seances. So I have some of those photographs in the book. And one of the times uh, Tom told me, it's in his book, was, well, it was a medical doctor there. And he measured the pulse of these materializations. They have a pulse. They talk to us. And believe it or not, they have a pulse. They're warm. They have a pulse. And it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. Jan, we have to go into our last break. And when we come back, we'll hear more. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Hey, folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Papertarian.
Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are here with physicist Jan Vanderzandy talking about physical mediumship. Now, physical mediumship was really big back in the turn of the century and mid to late 1800s. Very, very rare today, but it does exist. So, Jan, you had mentioned David Thompson. David Thompson is an Australian medium, and David was doing materializations, but David was not good enough to do them in the red light. David did them in the black, in the dark. So immediately people say it's fraud. People are so quick to criticize. David then gets strapped to a chair. Did you see David or did you see Scott? I saw both. You saw both? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I'm very lucky. Yes. Then you saw David. You you take David, you strap him to the chair with these uh, tie plastic uh, tree ties. Mm -hmm. They, They pull him tightly around him. His legs get tied to the legs of the chair. His hands get tied to the armrests of the chair. A scarf gets done through his mouth, tied to that. So there he is, totally tied to the chair. And we could actually go up and make sure he's strapped in, make sure his hands couldn't fit through those straps, make sure it wasn't a trick chair. I mean, I checked it out. Exactly. And me, I was the one who organized the room where it was. Mm -hmm. So there was no, nothing could have been hidden there. Right. Because David came in, you know, that was it. He he couldn't do anything. I mean, the room was totally organized by me. It was totally sealed, totally dark. Lights was turned off. And then, as you know, his guide, um, William, William, William Mm -hmm. came, comes out. Now, William walks in boots. So we had plywood on the ground, so you could hear him step hard on the on the plywood with boots he was wearing. David was wearing sneakers, and he walks around William, touching everybody on the head mm-hmm. with his big hand. Did it happen to you, Sandra? It did, and it was a big yeah. warm hand that I yeah, felt, well, wasn't it? So, and I asked William. I said, "William, do you have a pulse?" So he grabbed my hand with his hand. He put it up to his neck, and I could feel his pulse in his neck. Incredible. There he's standing right in front of me. And we were talking. And he thanked me for inviting, getting David to come out. And um, and then he walks around talking to everybody. And he talks about, hey, all we're doing here is to show to you that you live after you die. Mm-hmm. You're not going to die. And yes, you're going to die. Your physical body is going to leave you. But your spiritual body is going to go on. And that's where he came out. He did what he did. And David does the same thing. He has trumpets. These trumpets flying around the room. And one of the sittings, I had two of my own trumpets that we, my wife and I had used. So there were three trumpets flying around the room at the same time. Now you tell me, and then people tell me it's fraud. I say, well, how the hell? Oh, yeah, he gets out of the bindings. He has night vision goggles. Mm-hmm. And then he takes the trumpet and moves it around. And I said to that person, you ought to go to an insane asylum. You're yeah. a nutcase. You have to I experience mean, it. I mean, I think you do, because it, as great as it sounds, that this would be reality. I mean, it, it's scary for even myself to tell people about it, because so many times we've been burned by things and by people. And I do think back in the day when uh, physical mediumship was in its heyday, there were magicians that were trying to prey yeah. upon people. Absolutely. And, and they used to take these trumpets and time with a string and whizzing around sure. the ear. Yeah. But you could hear that. If you listened closely, you can hear the whizzing. These trumpets fly around the room to the corners at mm-hmm. this high speed and come and tap you on the head, on the knee, even if it's in the dark. Oh, and very gentle. 
very, and very gentle. gentle. And exactly. they just hover. <laughs> so I go, eh, things just don't hover. But I think that's why this is so good that we're having this conversation. Yeah, because, I mean, you and I have experienced it, but I have spoken to the people mm-hmm. who sat with the greats in this field, you know. I've spoken to people who sat with Leslie Flint, with Alec Harris. The, I know the people who took the photographs. I've right. spoken to them, and they swore blind. Jan, this professor of anatomy, is he going to phony a photograph? I mean, you know, we became friends for 20 years. We were great friends. So when you've experienced all these things yourself, and you know it, and you've spoken to the people, you've seen it with your own eyes. Like one thing i got to tell you about one of David's seances here in, in, in uh, L.A., because I brought him back again two years later because there was so much demand for people to come and sit with him. But one of the seances here, in the room we had, this was in a hotel a conference room, there were these plastic trees they have in the four corners. They're about six eight feet high in pots. The, the thing must have weighed you know, anywhere from five to 10 pounds. During the sitting, those five plants were taken from the corners and put right around me. So there I was sitting with those five trees right around me. And little Timothy, who is a little guide of, of David's, mm-hmm. you've heard Timothy. Yes. He was laughing like hell. He says, Jan, we put you in a forest. And he's laughing like hell. And I had no idea what was going on until eventually after the seance, lights were turned on, and there these four trees, plants, these plastic trees, were sitting next or right around me, my chair. Incredible. Incredible, huh? Mm-hmm. Plus also, David, as you know, in the sitting where you probably had, they move him tied in his chair to the center of the circle. I don't know if you had that. They did. And, and how yeah. they could move the cabinet <laughs> that but, far. And but, his clothes was on backwards. And his sweater was on backwards. But with us, it was even more amazing. The circle came from the, around the cabinet where he was sitting. So they didn't move him forward. They actually lifted him and put him on the back over the people behind the circle. We're dealing with energy here that we just don't know. And as physicists, any physicist who says we know all the laws of physics doesn't know what he's talking about. There are things happening here that we just don't understand yet. Nothing scary happens. There's nothing. You don't feel worse after leaving one of these seances. The only feeling I've had is when people tell me it's fraud. Oh, I know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's got night vision goggles. I said, where did he have them? Oh, he had them in his pants. Oh, Jesus. You know, these are the kind of comments you get. Yeah, and there have been people that have been outed for being, you know, that have been filmed on the thermal cameras that have walked around the room and have been holding the uh, trumpet. You know, so it's... Sandra, you are... Unfortunately, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, when, when spiritualism was really at its peak, there were so many frauds because there were so many gullible people who were willing to pay for it. Yes, and, of course, when there's money involved, there's fraud involved, no matter what you talk about. Everything in life, if there's money involved, there's unfortunately fraud involved. Mm-hmm. And, yes, there were a lot of fraudulent mediums. There were fraudulent people who took advantage of bereaved people. And there's lots it, of bereaved people out there. And, yeah. And you are 100% correct. And you read the literature. But then you have to know. And that's why in my book, the evidence I present is from the sources I believe are 100% accurate and from mediums who have never, ever been proven to be fraudulent. So as a reminder, Jan Vanderzandy's book is called Life After Death, Some of the Best Evidence. 
also another book I highly, highly, highly recommend. It's called Alec Harris, The Full Story of His Remarkable Physical Mediumship by his wife, and her name is Louie Harris. Best book that I have read so far. And you can read it on Kindle if you can't get a hard copy. I haven't brought up physical mediumship too much as far as my experiences, because the truth is, it does sound kind of weird. And even to me, I had to make a 3,000 mile trip just to discover it for myself. I took a five day workshop with two seances, tons of information, food and beverage included, and hotel room for it was less than $500. So that is not somebody who's trying to trick me. One of the great mediums I saw is Scott Milligan. You've heard me talk about him in the show. You've also heard some of his trance speaking. He is also a physical medium. I used to hate Christmas and the holidays because my parents divorced when I was 14 years old. My seance with Scott Milligan was much like Jan Vanderzandy talked about. A group of people sitting in a circle. There was a Christmas tree in the center with lots of toys that were wrapped. And at one point, it was as if the room was filled with children. All the presents were unwrapped at the very same time. And things started flying around the room. Everything was being played with at once. But what makes Scott Milligan's physical mediumship the most exceptional to me is that loved ones come through and speak to their family members. I have witnessed many children talk to their parents again, husbands speak to their wives and vice versa, detailed messages as if they were alive because they are. Somehow they are able to step into this ectoplasmic robe and become real again. I've even witnessed children's fingers touching my fingers. The experience is priceless. It's not anything I would dream of trying to convince you of in a radio show, but in the future, when the world gets a little safer to travel again, we will be holding some more We Don't Die conferences around the world. And you can meet Carrie and Phil, Sonia Rinaldi, sit with Scott Milligan and have this experience for yourself. There's nothing like it to go from a hope of the afterlife to a faith to a belief to absolutely knowing it's real. There's nothing quite like it. As we close this show today, I want you to just look around you. You may feel alone, but in the invisible space around you, you have the biggest group of cheerleaders wanting you to have the best life possible. They're there trying to wipe your tears. They're there celebrating the good times. That moment you close your eyes for the very last time here on earth, you will open them and be reunited with them. That I promise. So I want to remind you, our home base is wedontdie.com. If you join our email list at the bottom of the page, you get a free copy of my book, We Don't Die. If you'd rather hear the audiobook, go over to the store, find the audiobook, and use coupon code FREE, F-R-E-E. Also join us for a Sunday gathering. We have mediumship demonstrations coming up and all kinds of good things. 
I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. My name is Sandra Champlain. I'm your host on Shades of the Afterlife, right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And if you like this episode of Shades of the Afterlife, wait until you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network.